I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job so if you're ready and serious to take the next step then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started again you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Crosby where she's going to share how to transition to a sustainable remote lifestyle. Hey Crosby, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm really excited to hear all of your tips and tricks. But before we do that, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Absolutely. So My name is Crosby, like you said, and I am a remote worker, digital nomad, and I'm currently working from Puerto Escondido, Mexico right now. So, you know, that in and of itself kind of describes why I live an offbeat life. Um, (laughs) You know, I really, really love the freedom, the autonomy, and just the, you know, lifestyle design that comes with the remote and digital nomad lifestyle. So, I live an offbeat life so that I can design my ideal lifestyle, live in 100% alignment with, you know, what I want to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, just live a very fulfilling everyday life. And of course, we all want to do something similar to what Crosby is doing because who wants to not be in, you know, a beautiful location (laughs) and they could still make a living and enjoy life as they should. And I love your story. And if you guys haven't heard her initial story about her journey to getting to remote work and, you know, we all have those moments where we're unsure about where our life is going to take us. And I love that it took you here. It took you to where you needed to be. And now you're helping other people become remote workers as well, because this can be a really intimidating, really scary time for a lot of people. You know, this is a leap for, for most people because we're not taught to go and just start traveling and making money at the same time. So when you are talking to your clients or even when you first started Crosby, how did you make sure that you were able to do this and it was sustainable for you? It wasn't like you're constantly trying to find money and you're just barely Mm -hmm. making it. Yeah, definitely. So Like I mentioned in the earlier interview, you know, this is a process. This is not something that happens overnight, despite what you might see on social media. So that is just the first thing to keep in mind. This lifestyle, it is extremely rewarding. And once you're living it, it really is kind of one of those things that it feels like not, it's not like this crazy thing that you're doing and every day is super intense and you're working, you know, overtime to make sure that you can make money while traveling. 
But the initial stages, kind of the pre-travel stages, is where a lot of the work goes in. So in that pre-travel phase, you know, you really have to kind of set the foundation for what the next few years is going to look like from your career standpoint. So the way that I kind of made this work for me is that I, since I knew that this is going to be a long-term thing, I, you know, really focused on what skills, what passions do I have that can then translate into a sustainable remote source of income. I came across freelancing and I started doing that. And I didn't initially start traveling and I don't recommend that people who have just started a remote career start traveling because these are two things that require a lot of work and a lot of kind of adjustments with your everyday life. You know, you don't want to be starting a remote career, figuring out the ins and outs of the new job, how you can make it work, what is your ideal remote work schedule, and then also be worrying about where am I going to find Wi-Fi tomorrow? So these two things you want to try and do separately in the beginning. So I always recommend that people, whether you're starting your remote nine to five, freelancing, or starting your online business, give yourself at least a few months in the beginning to get really comfortable, really situated in your new remote job. And that way, when you do end up, when you feel ready to get on the road, both financially and with your, you know, schedule and your remote work everyday tasks, you want to make sure that all of that is set in place before you start traveling. And then once you have that set in place and you start traveling, everything with your work, that's already good to go. You're just kind of now figuring out how to make this new work and travel lifestyle work. So yeah, it very much depends again on like what kind of job you have. Um, Like I said, the main three ways that you can earn a remote income is through remote nine to fives, freelancing or independent contracting and running your own online business. So those three things are all quite different, but with all of those, you're going to want to have, you know, at least a few months in the beginning to make sure you have everything smoothed out and ready to go before you start traveling and taking your work on the road. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, that's a really great tip because a lot of people who don't make this lifestyle of being a digital nomad working on the road work is because they jump into it too soon and they haven't created that, you know, like not, not even like, um, I guess, a schedule for themselves where they know it works and they don't know what works for them yet. And that's why, like you mentioned, Crosby, once they add another level to that, it just becomes so much harder. And that's why it doesn't work. And I love that you have that tip because that can alleviate a lot of that stress when, you know, okay, let's get this going first and then add something else before, you know, like yeah, there's so you much stress. Focus, exactly. <laughs> you got to focus on one thing at a time. You know, this, this lifestyle is not going anywhere. It's growing by the day. So there are more and more places popping up all over the world. They're going to make the remote work and travel lifestyle so much more attainable for so many more people. But yeah, like I said, before you get on the road, there are kind of two main things you want to focus on. The first is the financial piece. And the second is the work piece. So with the financials, you know, you want to make sure that before you kind of sell all your stuff and get on the road. You want to make sure that, you know, at the very least you have enough money coming in to cover all your bases wherever you're traveling to. Um, Not only that, but you're going to want to have an emergency savings, especially if you're on the road. Um, And depending on if you're working a remote nine to five or you're an entrepreneur or a freelancer paying your own taxes, 
paying your own benefits, all of that, you want to make sure that you have enough money coming in to cover all of your bases. So that financial piece is key. Um, and it will just give you so much more peace of mind when you're on the road. The second thing is work. So obviously, like I said, I always recommend having at least three months under your belt to get settled in your new remote role if you're a new remote worker. And this will give you time to set systems in place to hold you accountable and keep you on track while you're traveling. A lot of people come to me and they're really worried about, well, how am I going to stay focused and stay on track while I'm like in this beautiful location? Like, how do you have the self-control to not like quit working and going and exploring on the beach and going on the boat and whatever. And the way I do this is I, I have to hold myself very much accountable, especially if I don't have like a quote unquote boss kind of checking in with me throughout the day. So setting those systems up before you go is so important. And then additionally, communicating those travel plans with your employer or with your clients to let them know, Hey, this, these are my plans you know, this is what I've done to make sure that I'm going to be successful working from X location. Um, and here's, you know, what's going to change, if anything. So those those kind of two pieces, the financial and the work pieces, that's what you're kind of trying to set in place pre-travel. Once you start traveling, then a whole another can of worms opens up, which we can discuss as well if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more that goes into this because it is a different lifestyle. You are transitioning to something new, especially. Right. I mean, if, if you're just working from home, it's not as big of a transition. But then when, like we mentioned, when you add travel to it, it's a different environment. You don't know what the internet is like. You have to get used to the environment. The people that you're meeting are also different. And then if you decide to keep traveling every few weeks or every few months, that also, you know, it, it's all different at, at the same time. And one of the things that I did want to talk about is that freedom is a really great thing, but it's also a lot of responsibility because oh, yeah. <laughs> that means you took yourself out of the cubicle, out of that regular office job mm -hmm. to become remote. Now you're traveling, but you don't have your coworkers there anymore to kind of like, you know, sometimes you need them to keep you motivated. Yeah. You don't have your boss to tell you when things are due, you know, they just have emails, but it's not the same when you're in person. So there is a responsibility that you have to be aware of, that you have to take accountability for your own actions and to be aware of that. Be aware that you have a lot more responsibility as well. Exactly. And that's why, you know, before I tell anyone or recommend that anyone jumps into this lifestyle. I always tell people, you know, mindset and personal growth are the pillars to success in the remote world, but then really any, anything you have to kind of have the right mindset, you know, in your head at that current time to make sure you're being successful, but also do the work to know if that lifestyle, if this lifestyle is actually going to work for you. And that's why, again, like, I preach this lifestyle, but I preach it to the people who, you know, can realistically do it and be successful and feel fulfilled and not lonely and motivated and all of these things. You know, this isn't for everyone and nothing is for everyone. So I don't know that that's just something that you have to think about. You know, it can seem all fun and glamorous on the outside, but like we talked about, you know, 
there's a lot of work that goes into it. You have to really want this lifestyle in order to make it work. Um, you know, for me and for you, you know, these, this lifestyle, like I couldn't imagine doing anything differently with my life. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work and to be successful wherever I am. And so that's just something that if, if you listener are, are thinking about, you know, getting into this lifestyle, do some personal growth work, listen to podcasts, do some journaling, read some books, do the work, the pre-work to make sure that you can make this lifestyle a long-term sustainable, you know, life for however long, you know, don't, don't look at this as like, Oh, like maybe for the next like year or two, I'll be a digital nomad. That's fine if you want it to be. But if you are looking to create a long-term sustainable lifestyle, you want to make sure that it is realistically going to work for you. However, like we talked about in the other interview, this doesn't have to be some black or white thing. You don't need to feel like, oh my God, if I start this digital nomad lifestyle, I can never go back. And if I you know, get a remote job, I can never go back to the office. No, there's always going to be office jobs. There's, there's always going to be office jobs. So that's not something that, that you should be thinking in your head. You know, there's always a backup plan. And I always recommend that people have a backup plan. But again, you know, to make this lifestyle work, it is, it's not easy. To me, it's extremely worth it. Just so many people, it's extremely worth it. But yeah, you just have to make sure that you have the self-discipline, the motivation, the, the daily kind of work ethic to make this lifestyle sustainable long-term. Yeah, that is so true. And like you mentioned, Crosby, it's not for everybody. This is not for everyone. And, you know, sometimes you figure that out once you're actually in it. And I've seen people who go into the remote work life, to the digital nomad life, um, and it's just not for them. You know, they found out that they actually love being in an office. They like having a regular schedule and they don't want to change that. And that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. But the thing that you have to understand is just to give something that you want to give a try, a try. Um, And, you know. And that's the most important thing. And if you decide it's not for you, there's nothing wrong with that. Just go back to where you were. And now you have a new appreciation to what you had. Because now you're not looking back and saying, what if I had done that? What yeah. could I have been? Now you're like, I know what that what's over there. It sucks. I'm not going to go do right. that. I'm really happy here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, that's so true. It's like, I think that once you like really believe that statement, I think it's so empowering for people to say, okay, I'll try this for six months. If I hate it, that is fine. And I can go back and, and, you know, do this job that I was doing before or whatever. Like that is so, so true. And I think is so empowering for a lot of people. Um, just quickly, one more thing I do want to touch on is the difference between digital nomadism and location independence. Those two mm-hmm. things are so different yep. because yes. you know you can, you can be location independent, meaning you have a lifestyle that does not require you to be in a specific geographic location. So you can have, you can be location independent, but still live in an apartment in New York city, like you're doing. And just like that, that is, that is very doable. But then, you know, if a trip comes up and you want to go on a two week workation, you can do that. You know, it's, it's all about that freedom and flexibility. So that's just something to note, like digital nomadism is not for everyone. It it, the, the, the term nomad is constantly moving. Like that's what that means. So 
you know, if you don't want to be constantly on the road and you want to have more roots in a specific place, you want to have more of an established community, more of a routine, you can still have a location independent lifestyle. It just gives you that, that freedom to exactly choose where you want to be, what kind of lifestyle you want to live. Um, and to me like that, that rings very true to me because I will always be location independent, but that does not always mean that I will be a digital nomad. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. So that's just something to remember. Like you can be remote and, and not leave your current apartment. But like I just said, it'll give you the, a little more flexibility. So that's just something to know. Like you don't have to dive into this lifestyle and be like, okay, now I have to be in a new location every two weeks because that's what a digital nomad does. Like, no, you, you do not have to do that. So <laughs> that's just something to, to think about. Again, like this lifestyle is so a huge range of what you can do. So absolutely. And yeah. and that's the thing, you know, I tried digital nomadism and it wasn't for me. I'm location independent. Um, and it really is about your personality, about what you like. And also you can do different types. Like you, you mentioned uh, Crosby, because you could like technically stay in one place for six months, stay there, learn the country, learn the area that you're in and still have a regular study. You know, if you have a full-time remote job, still have that schedule and then yes. explore once you're free and then you can see yeah. more. Um, exactly. There's a lot of people, that's actually what I prefer um, yeah. than just traveling one after the other, after the other. I'm like, I'm too old for that and exhausting. I don't have the energy. <laughs> well, right. And I, and I know I'm going to get to that point too. Like, I feel like I'm new to this lifestyle. So I'm always like, okay, where's the next digital nomad community I can hit up yeah. and, and meet people at. But I know I'm not going to always be in that headspace. And, you know, even being here in Puerto Escondido, I have met so many people that have been here for three, four, five, six months and have no plans on leaving. And just because they can, that's the thing. You can get to a location and fall in love with the location, the people, everything that there is to be about that location. And and just decide to stay because you can. You have that flexibility and that freedom. So that's just what I find so cool and empowering about this lifestyle is, you know, you really just have that autonomy over your life. Absolutely. I completely agree with you on that, which is why we're having this conversation because, you know, you and I, we see each <laughs> other. We found each other. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. really Love it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Crosby, for joining us today. Do you have any um, place where people can find you if they want to learn more about what you do, uh, if they want to learn more how they can uh, maybe reach out to you? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So uh, go to my website, CrosbyGraceTravels.com. Click the Start Here tab, and you will pretty much have all the resources that I provide to help you achieve this lifestyle on there. And then you can also go to my Instagram and YouTube, which is also Crosby Grace Travels. So you can see what I'm up to in my everyday life, currently in Mexico, who knows where I'm going to be <laughs> next. So <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, DM me, email me, whatever you want to do. I'm an open book, always happy to talk. I love that. Thank you so much, Crosby. We really Thank appreciate you. you and your tips. We'll talk to Thank you soon. You. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Crosby. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to achieve freedom and fulfillment from anywhere in the world. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? 
I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.